Welcome to the Sheep Connect New South Wales podcast. It's time for you. A podcast produced for the sheep industry by Sheep Connect New South Wales. Hi, I'm Fiona MacArthur, a network coordinator for Sheep Connect New South Wales. The Sheep Extension Network in New South Wales, which is fully funded by Australian Wool Innovation. Sheep Connect New South Wales has a membership of over 4,000 and our main aim is to help keep you and your sheep business up to date on information about all things sheep. We are pleased to have you join us this season for our winter edition of It's Time For You. With over 65,000 listens on our podcast, we thank you for joining us. Condition score is an effective and efficient means of determining the production status of a flock. With many benchmarks now available to industry, it is a tool that can be easily implemented into your management system to improve flock productivity and profitability. In this episode of It's Time For You, I'm joined by Megan Rogers to explore the benefits of condition score to your flock. Many of you would recognise as Megan as the manager for Sheep Connect New South Wales. Megan is also the principal of her own agricultural consulting business, Megan Rogers Consulting Proprietary Limited, incorporating Sheep Smart Solutions, and provides a range of consulting services to farmers and corporate clients. Megan has been at the helm of her business since establishing it in 2013, after a career spanning some 16 years with the New South Wales DPI. Based out of her farm office in the heart of the sheep wheat belt in Forbes, central New South Wales, Megan and her husband operate a mixed farming operation with pole merinos and dryland cropping. I've asked Megan to join us today as she has extensive experience in condition scoring, delivering many lifetime new management courses throughout New South Wales and runs the condition score exercise nationally at the Australian AWI's National Merino Challenge. Welcome Megan and thank you for joining me on It's Time For You. Hi Fiona, it's good to be here today. Yeah, it's nice to nice to be behind the microphone in a different role too, I must say. <laughs> yes, it's one of my favourite things interviewing you. <laughs> how how long has condition score been around? Is it pretty new or have we seen it around for a while? Oh look, for a lot of us, it's something that we sort of think about as being quite new, but it's been around for years like it was it's invented back in the 60s and uh, it's an Australian concept that's used worldwide now and then they did um did some a bit of a review uh you know a few decades back and and um checked that everything was you know calibrated and and yeah again it's it's an Australian concept that's used world over in the sheep industry. Megan, if it's been around for so long, do you think it's fair to say that we're underutilising this technique in the Australian industry? I think up until, you know, the last several years, yeah, we have. You know, there's there's been a real push over the, you know, probably I guess it might be 10 years since Lifetime New Management um, really got going, the Lifetime Wool Project that preceded the, the course we're really looking at the condition score of animals and what sort of productive output you can expect, you know, and, and that was a massive project that was funded by Australian Wool Innovation. And since then, there's been a, a much larger push to incorporate 
condition score as standard management practice of, of your breeding use because we know that it works. We know that it's repeatable. It's a skill that once you learn and you've got accuracy, you can become really repeatable in the, in the condition scoring of your own animals. So I think it has been underutilised, but when this 30% of the national merino flock are now are being managed under lifetime new management um, guidelines, I guess. So in, there really has been a, a big upsurge in the amount of um, producers and the number of producers using it as a, as a management tool. So I think it's something that's gaining much wider acceptance and it's it's a lot more standard in the way that we, we discuss various facets of management of our sheep too. Megan, if we have some of our listeners online today who don't condition score, what would you say to them as why they should start it and really importantly, how easy is it to do? Yeah, I the way that I look at condition scoring and, and I know just from you know personal experience how busy you know everybody is nowadays. You know, we, we don't have a lot of spare time on our hands. So the way that I, I like to think of condition scoring is it's it's an opportunity that you take when you've got stock in the yards to put your hands on those stock to ascertain what sort of energy reserves they're carrying. So, you know, and it doesn't matter, like it's, it's fat and muscle are the energy reserves that you're measuring using condition scoring. What I would suggest people do to get started with it, if they've never done it before, is look up on wool.com the condition scoring card, which is a little blue card. It's a it's an A5 size and it runs you through the descriptions of the condition scores from one to five, with five being the, the fattest and one being the skinniest. Read through that while you've got some sheep uh, at your disposal to uh, start practicing that. And that's that's a really good way to get started. If if you've got the opportunity to join a lifetime year management group, that will give you 12 months worth of practice with an accredited trainer, uh, whereby you'll really hone the accuracy of your condition scoring skills. If you don't have time, don't have a trainer nearby, um, are unable to get into one of those courses and would like to do something, speak to your trusted advisor. Um, there's plenty of people out there that have got good skills in, in condition scoring and can come and give you a lesson um, on farm. Um, take yourself along to a workshop or an activity where condition scoring is going to be discussed and demonstrated. There's various ways of getting started on that. Um, but I would say don't delay, you know, grab one of those cards and get started. And, and if I'm starting a, a lifetime new group off, that blue card is what we start with. And, and we, we really work hard on, on understanding what the, um, the condition score targets are and describing those and feeling those um, with the sheep that we've got available. Megan, you just mentioned before there that it's an indication of the energy reserves on the animal. What exactly is condition score measuring? Condition score is measuring fat and muscle cover. And we're measuring it at the short ribs, which is um, on the from the backbone. We, we measure across the backbone to see how how um, pronounced the spine is, and then we measure the amount of um, eye muscle and and how full that eye muscle is, and how whether it's building with fat and and muscle. And then we also measure across the short ribs, which are behind the long ribs, 
um, and pretty much the loin chops, um, just if you're thinking about that. So behind the long ribs and in front of the hips. And we're, we're measuring for fat and muscle cover at that site. And when you're measuring, you said the time you like to do it is whenever you have sheep in your yards. Do you have to do the whole mob or do you do a select few? How do you work it out? Well, depending on what stage of the sheep production cycle you're in, you, you certainly don't have to do them all. And you, to get a representative condition score, you only have to do a couple of race fulls, so 25, you know, 50 max. So you don't have to do every single animal. There's an exception there where I would say, depending on what your seasonal conditions are, weaning time's a really important time to perhaps condition score every animal, particularly if you've got poor seasonal conditions and you need to be supplementary feeding those animals to get them back in condition you might wish to divide animals into skinny and and um, in better conditions. So there, there's there's a, a, an exception there. Um, and then depending on how severe, if, if you are in drought conditions, you might want to be a little bit more particular about, um, you know, taking off the thinner ones and giving them preferential treatment. But but by and large, we use it as a, as a way to, to determine whether we've got much weight gain to, to um, make up for for example, from weaning to joining. So we say, well, you know, we've got X number of weeks, we've got this much feed in front of us, you know, we're going to do that fairly easily. Oh no, we're going to do it, it's not going to be quite as easy. So gauging just how much recovery you've got to make. So depending on, um, you know, if, if you've got lots of feed in front, um, you know, you may not need to condition score every animal. So again, it's a little bit of a horses for courses situation, but again, Having having the you know the, the tools, i.e. your hand, it's that simple. You only need your hand um, to condition score those animals is really convenient. And as as you said, Fiona, we're not really nobody's got that much time now that we're sort of creating extra jobs because it's nice to know we're doing this as part of routine management because it's important to know. Yeah, and that's a really key point that we are all time poor at the moment. So how how quick is it? Is it is a process that's going to take a while to stand there with each sheep? When you're first starting out, it you know it pays to spend the time and and feel those animals quite carefully. You don't need to press hard, I might add. Like so, you're just actually feeling for cover, feeling for how pointy or otherwise the the, the bones are and how full that muscle is, or whether it's concave. But then once you are confident in that, and the way I like to train, train my participants in my lifetime year or any clients that I'm doing this with, is you want to be able to just walk, you know, just you know, a, a normal walk, not a fast walk, but just walk along that race. Um, and I would recommend people use the lifetime year management app to record condition scoring. So app in one hand and you condition score. And you just walk along the race, just nice and, and spend about one second per animal. And once you've developed your confidence in that, you, you're not overthinking it. You don't want to be spending a long time contemplating that once you're actually competent at doing the condition scoring. You want to just walk along that race and condition score them as you walk along that race. So, for example, you know, run to the, you know, just walk from, from one end to the other end, condition score, condition score, condition score. 
And does it account for other parameters of the sheep, like frame size or whether they've got wool on, if that affects it and gut fill and things like that? The beauty of condition score is, is it doesn't, you don't need to worry about any of that. You're actually just looking for the energy reserves on those animals. And, you know, as you would know, Fiona, in any mob of, of sheep, you've got, you know, slight differences in frame size. Um, if you were to weigh animals, for example, you've got to account for gut fill. You've got to account for whether the animal's pregnant or dry. Um, so you've got to take, you know, extra kilos off for those. And depending on whether the mob size, whether you're at the beginning or the end of a weighing exercise, you're going to have differences there. You've, you've got to account for fleece. So there's all of these extra things that you've got to, you know, take away. Whereas condition scoring, you're simply looking at the energy reserves and you're basically in nutritional status and, um, you know, potential of what you've got going forward with those animals at that time. So it's just so convenient and it's simple to do. Megan, something I hear quite often in industry is we used to historically fat score. Why not just fat score? Why condition score? That's a good question, Fiona, and we get asked that a lot. Um, you know, and so fat score is from one to five as well, with five being the, the fattest and, and one being the thinnest. So there's some similarities. Um, you, you're measuring cover over ribs. The difference with fat score is you're measuring over the long ribs, 110 millimetres from the, the midline. But it's, it's really important for carcass assessment and carcass measurement. But what we do know is that we can have some really, really significant differences in condition score at those optimum fat scores. So they're not inter interchangeable. You can't say, well, fat score two and a half is condition score two and a half. You can really finish up with some low condition score use at what's an acceptable fat score. So, and, and that can be up to, a, you know, I think it's about a three, like from one to, to three and a half. And what we do know is that a condition score one animal is, you know, has been nutritionally um, sort of like deprived, I guess, of, of enough energy for a considerable amount of time. And we know that um, animals that are in, in condition score that's way too low are not going to perform. They're not going to have lambs that are of, of a sufficient birth weight. They're not going to have a, a good lactation. Um, if they're at joining time, they're not going to join well. So there's a whole, hope of, whole heap of reasons why we want to make sure that we're avoiding that condition score area. But unfortunately, when, when we ground, well, when not we, somebody ground truthed the, um, the condition score and, and fat, against fat score, they found that there was that differential um, like a fat, a condition score at that fat score, which meant that the accuracy for those, you know, key key times and those key condition scores just was not transferable. Thanks, Megan. I'd like to dig a little bit deeper now into how we're going to use condition score on farm. And you touched on how important it is around weaning time for that pregnant, for the ewes that are about to come back in and get pregnant again. What should a condition score profile look like in a pregnant ewe? What's our target? I like to think that we have to keep things simple. And, and I really like to keep things simple. There's, there's no point in complicating things unnecessarily. So I, I'm really looking for condition score three all year round. 
with the exception of ewes that are about to lamb that we know have multiples on board, you'd want them to be a little bit higher, maybe three and a half. Um, but for a breeding ewe, condition score three, we know that that the, there's, there's a linear relationship between condition score and conception rate. So, you know, you've got a little bit of room to move there as well, like we've, we've used there in a little bit better condition, but the, the economics and, and year in, year out, the economics are just run them at three for as much of the year as you can, with the exception of pre-lambing with your, your, um, your multiples. Conversely, we do know that the impacts of, um, of condition score on lamb birth weight and lamb survival um, is a lot less heavily impacted when you've got multi, uh, singles on board. So it, it, having having condition score information but also understanding, you know, having scanning information there, adding that together, we can make decisions when we've got seasonal, um, prevailing seasonal conditions that may not be necessarily leading us into ideal uh, feed on offer situations. So we can make some decisions around that as well. So threes, Three's our target and our benchmark that we really want to be number one accurate on, but that's really where we want our sheep to be, um, you know, running. They do. There are some recommendations depending on where you are around the country that that vary, and you know, if if you can regain condition on pasture, but again, I don't like to um to complicate things in in this area, and you know, I, I guess as you said in the introduction, you know, I'm in the sheep wheat area, and there's a lot of conflicting enterprises on our mixed farms. So, you know, I try and I like to try and keep things as simple as possible um, in this neck of the woods. And I'd suggest that, you know, a lot of other people would be as well. Megan, you mentioned just then that conceptions affected by condition score and lamb birth weight can be, especially in the twins. How much of the breeding cycle is affected by condition score? Is it all of it or are there just key times? We, we really are able to drive the performance of our sheep enterprise with managing our condition scores. So as I said before, you know, the, there's a linear relationship between conception and condition score. So the number of, of um, lambs conceived uh, depends on condition score. So the better condition, the more lambs conceived. So obviously the higher multiples are going to be conceived. Also, the um, the better condition score user in, uh, the less drives you don't have in your mob. So, and then that translates. So, I guess there's there's a, a a graph or a chart that we use quite a lot, which basically just it's like a little Gantt chart which shows from one end of the the season to the other and all of the different things that happen throughout the year. You know, and we've got placental development. That's important. So nutrition affects placental development. Nutritional nutrition affects uh, wool follicle development and we know that wool follicle development impacts the lifetime performance of that um, used progeny you know for its entire life so you know setting down uh, wool follicles and, and particularly secondary wool follicles are really important in terms of fleece weight and fibre diameter. One thing is you, um, you only get the one chance at setting your wool follicle density and, and you know what sort of fleece you've got um, you know, and that happens in utero, and that's really important because if if you've got used uh, lambs that are under uh, fed during gestation while they're still in in mum, they're going to have, and it's not a massive difference, but a, a cumulative, you know, across her lifetime, it is lower, and it, and they'll cut 
lighter fleeces and they'll be slightly broader in microns. So there's, there's really important reasons why we want to make sure that our sheep are on a pretty pretty steady and, and flat sort of planning nutrition. If we then think about our breeding ewes uh, from scanning to lambing, um, in that last six weeks of gestation, those lambs are doing most of their growing. So uh, birth weight's really important, as I said before. And not so much in, in our ones with, with singles. We've got to be making sure that they're, they're not growing uh, lambs that are too big, so their birth weight's too, too high, which leads to um, lambing difficulties. But for those ewes that have got multiples on board, we've really got to think about um, trying to put those, you know, two or three lambs in, in as close to a, an ideal birth weight situation as possible to give them the best chance at getting up and getting going as soon as they hit the ground. So, you know, and we know that light lambs are vulnerable to elements, um, you know, to climatic, you know, and weather, weather events. So giving them the best chance of, of getting up and getting going is only going to add to the, you know, greater number of lambs that, that come to lambing cradles. Mm, absolutely, Megan. And you mentioned before that weaning is one of the critical times for condition scoring because it really affects, and the time of weaning affects you recovery. How important is joining length in all of that? It's really important. Um, and I guess what I like to think, you know, back from joining and our, our weaning date, but also our joining length. So if, if we're extending our joining period uh, longer than a couple of cycles, i.e. 35 days, then we're basically just decreasing the number of days that we've got available for recovery from weaning to next joining. And that's why it's important to get a really, really accurate account of condition score at weaning time because you've got a limited number of days. There's no extra days available. So you, you've ideally got to have an understanding of, of where you've got to, to get back to and, and what sort of, um, you know, recovery you've, you've um, got in front of you to get those years back into optimum condition score for joining. So, you know, that weaning, weaning date and the joining, joining length, they both impact on ultimately the number of weeks or days from weaning back to joining. So, Again, if, if, you're, if you've got plenty of stock on and, and um, you know, depending on, on when across your pasture growth curve the, that weaning occurs, you may have your work cut out for you or you may be doing it easy and, of course, it depends on how much rain falls from the sky as well. So there's a whole lot of different elements that, that are at play here. But, again, you know, lining up some of these, these key dates and I guess condition score as well as, you know, making sure that we are joining for the right amount of time, not, not extending our joining, uh, not, not extending our weaning beyond when we should be is really going to help keep those ewes on track to make those targets. And, and I guess what comes with that is a, a greater level of consistency of production too. So, you know, if you, if you're, you know, running you, you use short on days to get back into condition, then you either got to put that condition on them via a feed cart or some supplementary feed, uh, which is going to add to your cost. But you, you're also allowing the opportunity for an inconsistent year-on-year -year production to creep into your operation, and and that's where if you if you're getting you know a, a jumping around effect of of production. Uh, like your consistency is going um, going to be lower, so therefore you you're really 
uh, less able to, you know, budget on X number of lambs coming into the system year on year. So, you know, having these tools here really can benefit. And, and I guess at the end of the day, the consistency of production that can come from, from knowing and using that information around condition score at those key times is just so valuable. Megan, we focus so heavily on our ewes and our lambs because they keep us occupied for so much of the year. What about the boys? We can sometimes forget about them. Is it important to condition score our rams as well? Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, the rams are, you know, they only get usually just the one tour of duty a year and it's, you know, it's we sort of laugh and say, well, it's, it's not a marathon, it's a sprint, it's, you know, it's the full 80 minutes. Uh, kind of scenario like you've they're going out to work they're working for a, a finite period of time and they're working hard and if they're not in optimum condition score then they're not going to be um, able to work as adequately as you would like um, they're not going to have you know as, as much viable sperm so there's like there's actually you know some really important reasons and and you know I guess reasons for making sure that those rams are in good nick and we, that starts about three months, well, it starts at least three months before joining. You want to make sure you've got all of your joining checks in place then. But you don't want them fat, you want them fit. We say fit, not fat. Three and a half is about where you want them. So you don't want them too heavy that when they're uh, working that it's it's hard on their legs and their hips and their, um, you know, their back legs in particular. You want them to, to have enough condition on board that they can withstand that um, that joining without being too heavy and, and you know incurring injuries as well. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for joining us on It's Time for You and for what you the knowledge you've shared with our listeners. Fiona, thank you. And I, I can't reiterate that condition scoring is not a difficult thing to do and it shouldn't be difficult. And there's there's no reason why you shouldn't be going out and having a bit of a crack at it. And as I said, once you become confident in that technique and, and using it on, on your, um, your flock, there's a whole lot of benefits that, that you can uh, put it towards, you know, and hopefully improve the productivity of your flock. So thanks for having me today. Appreciate it. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of It's Time For You, the Sheep Connect New South Wales podcast. We'd appreciate it if you could share our podcast within your networks. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the AWI podcast, The Yarn. We'd love you to stay in contact with Sheep Connect New South Wales, and you can do this in a number of ways. Join our network by visiting www.sheepconnectnewsouthwales.com.au. Find us at Sheep Connect New South Wales on Facebook and Twitter. We look forward to seeing you at our workshops and events later in the year. Thanks again for joining us today. Bye for now.